Welcome to Relevant Live with Pastor Chris Sarno, a weekly podcast from Relevant Church in Daytona Beach, Florida. We pray that this message inspires hope, help, and healing in your life. And as always, welcome home. I want you to think about this thought. I had this a couple weeks ago, and I've really been kind of, I sat on it. Then I kind of played around with it. And today, as I got ready to bring this, I wanted to bring this to you um, in a place of, of, of a fresh a fresh look, because a couple of weeks ago, I asked myself the question, and I said, if we got to go through tests, if we got to go through trials, if we got to go through temptations, why do, where do they come from? And we learned, remember we learned, every test, every trial, all that stuff, that doesn't come from God. God tests, tempts no one. God, God tempts no one. But tests come to the fruit. And I said something in that service, and it really stuck with me, and I just kind of sat on it. I said, your fruit will get tested. But temptation comes from the enemy. Your fruit's going to get tested, though. And the test of life is found in the fruit of the Spirit. And I want to kind of go to Galatians first. I want to change that around a little bit, if we could. I want to go to that Galatians scripture, and I want you to kind of pull this in with me. As we're going to go to Galatians, and you all know where we're probably going. If not, it's Galatians 5. Um, we're going to stay with verse 16, and we're going to read a little bit. And, and we've been here before, but I want you to see this. It reads a little different. Um, and it says, as you yield freely and fully to the dynamic life and power of the Holy Spirit, you will abandon the cravings of your self-life. Now, in Galatians 5, we start understanding there's the fruit of the Spirit, love, joy, peace, long-suffering, kindness, goodness, thanks, thanksgiving, all the fruit of the Spirit, love, joy, peace, long-suffering, kindness, goodness, thankfulness, and it's all there, right? And I want you to see this, because I, I was reading over here, because I, I was reading it while I was thinking about it, because the King James, the King James reads love, joy, peace, long-suffering, kindness, goodness, faithfulness, gentleness, self-control, okay? But I was looking over here, the, the passion reads a little different. The, um, it says that this, 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 this life will not dominate you. It talks about sexual immorality, lustful thoughts, wrong ideas, Chasing after things instead of God, manipulating others, hatred of those who get in your way, senseless arguments, resentments, and, and others, temper tantrum, angry quarrels, only thinking of yourself and being in love with your own opinions, being envious of the blessing of others, murderer, uncontrolled addictions, wild parties, and all other similar behavior. Haven't I already warned you that those who use their freedom for these things will not inherit the kingdom realm of God? Isn't that crazy? Cool. Really breaks it down. But here's what I want you to see. I want you to look at Galatians 5.22. It talks about the fruit of the Spirit. Okay, now we know what these are, right? Now listen to me. The fruit of the Spirit, by the fruit produced by the Holy Spirit within you, is divine love in all its varied expressions. Now I want you to see this. So he says, now I want you, we talked about this a couple weeks ago. He said there's one fruit, love, and all the fruits come out of that one love. And passion really reads that clear. But the fruit produced within you is divine love in all its varied expressions. So joy comes out of love. Peace comes out of love. Now, I'm going to say something here. How does that work? If you know love, you can have joy. If you know the love of God, you can have, if you know the love of God, you can have joy that overflows. If you know the love of God, you can have peace that subdues. 
If you know the love of God, you can have patience that endures. If you know the love of God, you can have the kindness in action. If you know the love of God, you can live a life of power. If you know the love of God, you can live the life of faith. Faith worketh by love, right? Faith that prevails. If you, have, if you know the love of God, you'll have the gentleness of heart. If you know the love of God, you'll have the strength of the spirit. See that? They all come out of love. That's why the only commandment and the greatest commandment that we were given is love. That's why it's important to understand this. So now, so now here's what I'm saying though. You're going to have to, now when I say you're going to have to pass the love test, it, work, it makes all the gifts of the spirit operate. I mean, I'm sorry, all the fruits of the spirit operate. Does that make sense? So, so you could say this, the Holy Spirit has the divine impartation of God's love within him and within that divine love of God is every fruit of the spirit. So now we're gonna ask ourselves, how's my love walk doing? Now your love walk's so important because without knowing the love of God, you ain't gonna have peace, you're gonna have fear. Without knowing the love of God, you're not gonna have patience, you're gonna have worry. You're gonna have impatience. You're not gonna trust the seasons of life. Without knowing the love of God, you're not gonna have patience because you're gonna think, why in the world am I in this? Shouldn't I have been out of this by now? Without knowing the love of God, you're not gonna have joy. So now watch what happens. These pressure tests of life come. You know, I was watching something the other day. Um, they had a pressure, remember I was talking about, they pressure test of. You know, they pressure tested to see. Now, they took this sub and they dropped this sub like so far down. What'll happen is the pressure will become so strong against this sub that if the steel is not a certain grade of thickness and resistant, the whole thing will crank in there like, a, like crushing a can. Can you believe that? Would, can you, who would think that pressure can crush steel? I, you know, I, I would, I was like, big deal, drop the thing in there and drop it down there. They're like, no, the deeper the pressure gets, it, it, it's funny, you want know what's funny? There's, a, uh, this is, I'm, uh, I'm not telling, there's a watch that literally divers use that has a pressure valve in it that when the watch gets to a certain level the pressure pin goes out because it doesn't want to it'll break it'll break the casing isn't that crazy you think about this stuff you don't really think about this stuff like you think like what in the world why do you have to have a, a well you know if you're a diver you understand yep yeah. so what's funny is the deeper you get into some of these things the more pressure you receive you know, and I started thinking about it. So literally they take this sub and they're lowering it. And because the lower it gets in the, in the, in the, in the ocean, because it goes down to like utter darkness, right? Isn't that funny? The deeper you go, the darker it gets. Like, you know, you kind of think about this stuff. Like I'm so in, I can't even see, you know, have you ever gone, have you ever gone like even scuba? You know what I mean? You, you do the scuba? <laughs> right you do the scuba i do the scuba right but you ever do like even scuba and like you go into water and like you know it's like you know you're in the middle of the ocean i remember we were like in hawaii and we did the thing and i remember going to the places and like you don't see and all of a sudden something comes out of nowhere because it just goes on forever you can't get to the end of it so your your sight can only go so far and now you're in there and all of a sudden this fish comes popping out of nowhere it seems like but it was there all the while but it's like you're so far out into this, into this thing, and the lower you get, the more pressure you get. 
The deeper you get, the darker it gets. And isn't that the truth with the tests of life? Like, I'm just believing God for some promises, man. Why, why in the world do I got to go through this? Well, because you got to realize something. Your fruit is going to get tested. Now, let me show you how this works. The only way to develop the proper fruit is through pressure. God knows it. It's just like a, a, a vineyard or, or something like that. Grapes grow on a vine because of pressure. The seed presses. The grape expands. Everything needs pressure. Fruit needs pressure. Okay? So I keep this in mind because I want you to think about this. So let me ask because I'm going I'm to help you. It's going to be really good tonight, so I want you to get this, right? Well, how in the world do you think your love is going to – how is the fruit of love – going to grow in your life. And everybody said, Pastor Chris, do not say that out loud. Well, how do you think you're going to grow? Jesus even said in his word, he said what? He said, man, he said, bless them, then curse you. What? What do you mean bless them that curse you, right? You all know that one. Why? Because blessing them that curse you means that you're starting to develop the fruit of love. Man, I'll tell you what. What do you mean, bless them that curse you? Well, think about the scriptures that you see. Bless them that curse you. Do good to them that despitefully use you. What are you talking about? Y'all know where that is. Look, if we go in, if we if we go to, uh, <laughs> let's go to, um, um, I kind of like Matthew five. Um, I was going to take you to, um, I wanted to find the other one because Matthew five talks about loving your enemies. Go go to Matthew five. We can read it in King James and verse five forty three. Okay, because this is where, because you got to realize something. When we go on, because remember even in John, when you looked in John, in the gospel account of John, when we look at this kind of like, um, um, kind of like a love factor, we understand that Jesus said, by this all men shall know that you are my disciple, the love you have one for another. We understand that, right? But here's what I want you to see. In, in, in Matthew chapter 5, 43, you kind of get, you kind of get the lesson of the Beatitudes. And I kind of think it's important that you see it. Um, these, I believe that these, 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 this message on the, like he talks about anger. He talks about lust. He, remember he says, whosoever look at a woman with lust, cut out, cut out your eye. Now he's obviously not saying like, go, come on, everybody will be walking around blind. Guff, you know what I'm saying? Like, <laughs> I'm talking about men and women. Everybody looks at stuff. Come on. What is he saying? He's talking about the magnitude of how important you should be resisting a lust because it's dangerous, right? If your hand offends you, cut it off. I mean, that seems extreme, but he gave you grace to live the life. He said this. He said, what about what you, retaliation? He said, don't retaliate. And then he goes on to say this. He says, he says love your enemies. And look what it says in verse 43. You have heard... It had been said, thou shalt love thy neighbor and hate thine enemy. Well, that's not true, right? But I say to you, love your enemy, right? Old Testament said what? Eye for an eye, hate your enemies. Thou shalt love thy neighbor and hate thy enemy. Somebody says, everybody that's got a problem with, their right with somebody goes, praise God, I love, I love that. What, what scripture are you confessing? Matthew 5, 43. <laughs> that's funny, Right? What scripture card do you got? Matthew 5, 43. What's it say? You have heard that it had been said that thou shalt love thy neighbor and hate thine enemy. 
Good, praise God, I got it. No, no, and that's why you gotta read everything in context, right? Take one scripture and build your own little doctrine and go get yourself in trouble. No, I say to you, love your enemies. I don't wanna love them. I'm trying to get away from them. Bless them that curse you. Do good to them that hate you. And pray for them that despitefully use you and persecute you. Do you see that? It's very quiet right now in your house. Come on, right? But I say, love your enemies. Bless them that curse you. For these people are cursing me. Do good to them that hate you. Pray for the people that use you and persecute you. That you may be a child of your father which is in heaven. For he makes his son to rise on evil and good and send his rain on the just and the unjust. For if you love them, look at verse 46. For if you love them which love you, what reward have ye? Doesn't even the publicans do the same? And if you salute your brethren or you're cordial to your brethren, right? Only the believers, what do you do more than others? Do not even normal common people do this? Be therefore perfect, even as your Father which is in heaven is perfect. Now, I, I hope you pulled that in, right? Um, I think that's important. For that, we'll reveal it. Now, I want you to read this in the Passion 5.45. Now, just take your time. We got time. Mark, Matthew 5.45. And I want you to see it because it helps me when I kind of let you read this. For that, will reveal your identity. Do you see that? Okay. For that, what's that? Loving your enemies and blessing them that curse you, that will reveal your identity as children of your heavenly Father. He is kind to all by bringing the sunrise to warm and the rainfall to refresh, whether a person does what is good or evil. What's he saying? It's, it's, it's the same thing. He's not going to, God is not going to, um, let's say, hold back. He's not going to discriminate against the, and it's going to be fair for everybody. There's no, you get a little more or you get a little less. Now, God, it says this. It says, you're going to give the good to the good. You're going to give the good to the bad. You're going to bring some challenges to the good. You're going to bring some challenges to the people that are not. So it's coming for everybody. So what he's saying is how you respond determines whether you're going to grow or not. So isn't that the truth with this love test, right? Now, now, I want you to think about that. So if I'm going through a test, now, why don't you see this? Now, now watch this. Testing comes for promotion. So is your love getting tested for pass or fail? Absolutely not. It's for grow. Grow and mature. So here's my question. How in the world are you going to grow in love without somebody showing up that's not walking in love? He even said, he said, how in the world can you do this without it? What reward are you going to get if, if everybody's doing it? So you have to understand, see it? What reward do you deserve if you only love the what? The lovable. Don't even tax collectors do that? He's saying, what reward do you get? How are you different from others if you limit your kindness only to your friends? Don't, don't even the ungodly do that? He's asking a question about spiritual growth, ain't he? How in the world are you going to grow in love unless you get this? So now, right, so you start looking. 
How in the world? So, so let me ask this. The tests of life, and that's what we were talking about, the tests of life are coming to challenge your identity in Christ. Now watch this. Your identity in Christ needs to be firmly fixed in the word of God. Your identity in Christ needs to be firmly fixed in what God's word has said about you. Man, I'm telling you, that's some good stuff. Do you pull it in? So now, I'm, if I'm a person of love, listen, we're going to go through Romans. How are you going to have patience without a storm? Look, guys, if I walk, just picture this, right? If I walk into Publix, that's our grocery store here for all the non-Florida people, right? And I go in, I grab, I grab a couple things, and I go to the line, and there's no line. I just go right through. Well, you're going to develop patience there? No. Now, if I go in and I got a cart full of stuff and the cart line is all the way back to the aisle, how many of you know now I'm working on patience? You don't work on any of these fruits without opposition to the fruit to determine growth. So now, I got, how in the world am I going to get peace if I don't see a storm? If I go outside right now, it's a beautiful day out, right? Not a cloud in the sky. Peace, be peace. And more peace. And more peace. There's nothing going on. But if there was a hurricane outside and I went, peace, be still, and the wind's ripping off, now I got something to stay in my faith. See, your faith doesn't develop outside of the circumstances of life, guys. It's where it develops. So are you saying, Pastor Chris, God has to bring drama to get me to spiritually grow. No, God's going to use the drama to spiritually grow you. Because I got news for you. If somebody shows up not walking in love, guess what? God didn't send them. If, if a storm shows up, God's been getting, you know, it's funny, insurance claims say it's an act of God. That ain't no act of God. Anything comes to steal, kill, and destroy, that ain't of God. You know what I'm saying? So now you got, you got, you got storms, peace, Love, joy, peace. How about long-suffering? That's where your relatives come in. That's where your spouse comes in. My God in heaven, when is she going to straighten up? Uh, did I say that out loud? Just kidding. No, come on. Come on, right? No, you think of that like one. Come on, laugh. You guys are, you know, you guys are really got to laugh. I watched it. Right now I'm watching. I'm laughing. I'm I told somebody today. I said, I crack myself up. I don't know how in the world you guys just don't laugh all day. You know what I'm saying? Because I'm, I'm funny. Tonight I'm being a little bit more serious, but I'm funny. Because I'm funny because it, does, it, it, it blesses me how good God is, you know? Like, don't you do this? Like, my God, man. But watch this. If you start understanding that the only way to grow is through the test, but the teacher don't talk during, the, teacher don't talk during the test. Remember that? Remember that Sunday I was here? I was like, shh. I asked the one lady, she's a teacher. I said, what'd you do when people want to ask? She goes, shh, shh. Why? Because you should have been paying attention when we were giving out the information. And then with that, what do we want during the middle of the test? Confirmation. Teacher don't talk during the test. He wants to see if you're qualified for the assignment. So now you got love, joy. joy. How in the world is joy going to be tested? Sorrow. Not, not, think about it, right? Like, uh, I, woke, I feel sad today. I don't feel good today. I don't feel right. Guess what? You got to put joy on. Put it on. Put on. You got to make I told you I was at Rhema, right? You want to laugh? Man, I was going through over there sometimes, you know, because I was learning a lot of this stuff. 
man, I looked in the mirror and made, I said, I did. I was getting like, I, 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 I never, I, I, this is where I got rid of Blue Mondays. I never had one since 1997. Yeah, seriously, I trained myself. I, I was going in and out of the apartment. I had this apartment, right? And I go out of the apartment, I come out, I'd go down the steps, I get my car, I drive to school, I do the school day. I come home, I did the same thing every day, five days a week for like six months. You did it for a year, you know what I mean? All the while school. And one day, man, I was, just, I, was, I was just in that spot, you know, it wasn't great. And the Lord caught me and said, what has changed from the good days to the bad days about what you do? And I said, like, what do you mean? Like, you know, I'm kind of meditating, not getting it. And he says, you get up, you go down, you come out the same door, you go down the same steps, you get in the same car, and you go to the same place. You go to different classes, and you come home, go up the same steps, you go in the same room, you go in the same thing, you do the same thing over and over. What's the, diff what's the difference about the thing? And I said, me. All it is is about how I'm looking at today. And the Lord said this to me. I never forgot it. It was like 97 or whatever, 98. He said, I died for you to have love. It's up to you whether you're going to walk in it or not. I died for you to have joy. It's up to you whether you're going to walk in it or not. I died so you can walk in peace. It's up to you whether you don't want to hold on to this stuff. You could be miserable like everybody else in the world. And right there, I said this. I said, I'm never going to have a blue Monday. You know, like people call it like you're having a down day. I ain't had, I ain't had a down day since 97. I'm serious. You say like, Pastor Chris, you go through stuff? Yeah, I go through stuff, but I'm not going to let it stay down. I'm not staying down. I refuse to stay down. I, I'm a, I refuse to stay down. I got life in me, and I got a river of life flowing out of me. Makes the lame to walk and the blind to see. I got a river of life flowing out of me. Spring up a well. I sat in a room and sang that to myself. I looked in the mirror and told myself, spring up a well. Spring up a well. Spring up, oh well, into my soul. Spring up, oh well. I said, man, I looked in the mirror and made myself laugh. I said, joy. You come, you come out of me. See, everybody does this God thing. all oh, God's in the air. God's in the sky. God, no, no, God's in you. No, you're not. Your body's a temple living God. I said, joy. I went to the bathroom, right? I fully clothed. I went to the bathroom. I stared in the mirror. I said, hey, joy. Hey. Hey. I was in the bathroom. Nobody was in the house. I was like, hey, joy. You're in me. You come out of me. You come out of me. You come. Oh, shit. Come out of me now. I started laughing. I, I, you'll laugh right now. You'll laugh right now. Put, put your face in the camera right now. Put, put your face in that thing. Put your face there. You do watch this. Joy. Angela's laughing right now. Joy. She's my audience today. Joy. You come out of me now. You come out of me right now, Joy. You come up out of my belly. Lay your hands on your belly. You come up out of me now, Joy. Joy, you come up out of me. You come up out of me now. You come up out of me now. Next thing you know, I was like laughing. <laughs> <laughs> laughing, I'm laughing now. I'm like, what am I crazy? I'm talking to myself. But joy came out of me. Changed my whole disposition. Changed my whole focus. Changed my everything. Man, I would go out and say, I ain't gonna have no blue day. My God in heaven ain't nothing to be blue about. I said, praise be to God. Every day is gonna be bright. You know what I'm saying? It's in you. It's in you. And that's how you do it. Well, I don't want to do that. Well, then walk around and be like the way you want to be. But don't get mad at me. Don't rain on my prayer. And people get mad at you when you're full of joy. They do. They do. What's the matter with you? 
You're supposed to be grumpy like everybody else. I was like, oh, my God. I said, your problem is you're grumpy and you like your oatmeal lumpy because you're a mess. Did you catch that? All right, good. Why? It's important. What am I saying? No, you, you pull in what I'm saying? Well, well don't you think your joy, joy is going to get tested? Your, your love walk's going to oh, trust me, love walk's going to get tested a lot. You want to know why your love walk, I think, gets tested the, the most? Because it's, it's, it's where all the fruits of the Spirit come out of. Remember we read it? So what do you think? If I can get you out of love, I can get this, all this fruit not to work right in your life. You don't spiritually develop. And the next thing you know, you sure ain't growing. The church is carnal because the fruit of the Spirit has not been developed. You got church people fight worse than lost people. Just because you're saved don't mean you're walking in the fruit of the Spirit, guys. I'm telling you. So here, pull these in. Right? Remember this about this stuff. When you're going through these tests of life and you're going through this fruit test, I'm going to give you three pow powerful points. That I like it. If the door is closed, look for a new one. And that sounds so goofy. And that's Proverbs 8 and 12. And I've left it in the, I left, believe I left it in the Passion. It says, for I am wisdom and I am shrewd and intelligent. Um, you know what's funny about this? If one door shut, look for a new door, man. You know what I mean? Like, man, I'm trying to get in, I'm trying to get in here. And, I'm, and, and what I'm saying is this, like this test is like a mess, man. I'm trying to find a way to get kind of like peace. And I don't, I don't know if the peace is it. And I don't know, I don't, I can't get joy about it. And, and I'm testing these fruits. I'm fruit testing, you know? And that's like I said, man, <laughs> I messed this one guy up one time. You know, I asked the guy in the produce section, because some of those people at the store, they don't know what they're doing. You know, I'm watching these people like pushing on, they, it was a, it was like a cantaloupe, a honeydew melon. You like melon? You know, some people, the kids love this stuff. I can't pick those things right if I try. You know, I used to remember my mom. She's probably watching. You push the little thing. I said, this is the goofiest thing ever. I'm pushing it. The thing don't work. So I got this guy, right? The guy works in the produce section. I'm like, hey, I take this melon up to him. I say, hey, is this thing right? He don't know what he was doing. I was, he's like, I, I, he's doing this, doing this. He's like, I don't even know how to tell one of these things right. And then somebody in the section thinks they know what they're doing. And they try to tell, isn't that true? How do you know your fruit's ripe until you test it? Now, let me ask you a question. Have you ever done this? Now, this is just natural, goofy stuff. But have you ever, have you go, oh, this is the one. You take it home and open it, ain't no good. And then you go, produce guy, I feel like finding you. You didn't even know what you are talking about. Hey, guess what? You, until you test this fruit, until you try, what's the test? Go eat it. Right? <laughs> Remember this? Oh, I, I walk in love. I'm a love walker. You so full of it. And then here comes brother, brother blabbermouth, sister sarcasm. Here she comes. And you told me you can walk in love. You fighting in the parking lot. But you can walk in love? No, no, no. I've been in the hospital with people, praise be to God. The faith test, praise, the faith test is coming too. Praise be to God, Pastor Chris. I'm the healed of the Lord. I'm blessed in the city, blessed in the field. I'm anointed by God. Acts 10, 38 says how God anointed Jesus. And as with the Holy Ghost and power went about doing good and healed all those oppressed of the devil. I am the healed of the Lord. Hallelujah, hallelujah, hallelujah. Doctor walked in the office. I swear to you, I watched this guy give me this testimony from heaven. I was like, praise God, he got it. Doctor came in and said, hey, listen, he's like, man, doc, I know I'm dying. I'm not kidding you. 
I said, he goes, I know I'm dying. He goes, I know I'm not going to beat this thing. I know it's, and it was bad. But I go, you might as well just, you might as well just go to your funeral because you, there ain't no, there ain't no faith here. That was it. And listen, guys, I'm not being insensitive, but how in the world do you pass some of those tests without that kind of pressure? You know what I'm saying? I'm not saying you got to go through all this, but some people go through this stuff. You know what I mean? And then like all of a sudden they go, you know what I'm talking about? And then you're like, one minute you got this, and now the faith test shows up, and now the, the, the real pressure shows up when the doctor comes, and you're cracking under the pressure, and you like, you just basically gave in and gave up and quit. You might say it when there's no pressure. You might believe it when, you know what I'm saying? And I'm not using them air quotes to be like, you don't believe it, but guess what? We're going to see what you believe when we squeeze you. I'll never forget this, right? Some of you know what I'm talking about. So there was a building in town was for sale. It was $6 million. It was a church, okay? And I'll never forget it. And I rode by it one day, you know what I'm saying? And it was the Baptist church, you know? And it was a $6 million note on it. It was downtown, and it was $6 bucks. And I rode by, and I'll never forget it. I thought I could believe God for money. I said, man, I got man, money. I got that believe God for money thing. I got that. You know what I, mean? I felt good about money. You know, I, got, I was playing with a little bit of money. And I never forget as long as I live. I wrote about that, and God said, and I felt like, man, I said, man, it's a nice building, you know. And now it's, you know, they did what they did. But I was like, I was like, man. And, and I really felt like God's like, all right, we'll believe God for the six million for that. I said, six, 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 six million dollars? Now, yes, it was early. Six million, six million, believe God for six million dollars for what? Yeah, you got, you got, you got hundred. Some of you got fifty thousand dollar faith. Some of you got hundred fifty thousand dollar faith. Some of you, I give you credit, you got a half a million dollar faith. Some of you got maybe even million dollar faith, but ain't a lot of you got six million dollar faith. <laughs> you know what I'm so I thought I got this money test figured out. No, God's like, well, believe me for it. I was like, I got, I need some work in that arena. Then at that time, you see what I'm saying? Until the test, will believe God for six million. Oh, uh, 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 who, me? See what I'm saying? That's when he told me, I never asked you. Now, see, this is why you love these tests, because that's where God speaks to you. He said, I never asked you to pay for nothing. I told you to believe me for the $6 million, not pay for it. Now, you just, where you learn this stuff. If you don't go in that money, well, I got it. My love walk is great. Then sister, the demon possessed, shows up at work next month, and you got to deal with it, and you go, oh, my God in heaven, I thought I could walk in love. How about this? Long-suffering, joy, peace. Your fruit is going to get tested. It's a fruit test. You ever watch it? You know, you ever watch those things? Man, I was watching, I was watching that other thing, you know, where they're on the conveyor belt. You ever see that? And they, people were doing it. They got, they got machines that do it now, right? The machine goes by, and these machines instantly look at the size of, I think it was, um, I don't know what it was, man. It was something like maybe apricots. Or I don't know, cherries or some jazz. I don't remember what it was. But the things were flying through this machine. And the machine was like, with these lasers, was like, it was like, man, they were flying by, and it was like discarding the good ones from the bad ones, and they would like, and then all the imperfect ones went over here for something else, and all the good ones went over, it was cranberries, and it was like, and all the other ones went over here, and they spread all this, out. and I'm going, you got to be kidding me, man. 
the roundness and this and that. And I'm going, how in the world? And it knew by looking at the circumference of it and everything else. And I'm going, you, this, this, is an, uh, this is crazy. It went through a fruit test. And the good fruit got set aside to be a higher price. And, this, uh, and, and some of it, I watched it was, uh, uh, I watched cranberries one time or something like that. And you know what it was? One of the big ones was, was grapes. Because the grapes were for wine. And the best wine, they had to do all this stuff. And they shook them and they did all this. And you know what I'm saying? And they were looking at all this stuff. Come on, man. Are you seeing this? There's lasers. There's lasers from heaven going to come check your fruit. You know what I'm saying when I talk like that. You know, oh, great. Next time that person walks in the office and they're demon-possessed and they come sit next to you, no, this is just a test, man. It's a fruit test. It's a love walk test. It's a peace test. Oh, remember, I remember that. I remember that, right? Remember that? Oh, praise be to God. I can, I'm so peaceful. Now, all of a sudden, a storm comes, a life storm. We don't know how much peace you got until the storm shows up. How about gentleness? Everybody's gentle till drama shows up. How about self-control? You want to know where self-control gets tested? Krispy Kreme donut signs. Hi. Right? Every January when we fast and pray, my God, I've got self-control. I'm the most controlled individual yours. You can only eat for one hour a day. I'm going to choke somebody because my flesh is going bonkers. Self-control is a fruit. How many know self-control gets tested with temptation? Lust. My God in heaven. This is why I tell you guys, oh, I'm gonna, this, now I'm really going to meddle. I remember when I first got saved. Now, some of you ain't going to like this, but I don't care. You've got to lose some levels of carnality sometimes. It was like, don't put yourself in positions where you're, you might challenge your flesh at a spot where you don't need it. And I was like, what do you mean, man? You know, and you're a young guy, you're single, and you're like, hey, you don't need to be alone with someone of the opposite sex. That can lead to trouble. Now, everybody's like, well, you know, I know what I'm doing. I'm spiritual man and you know we're talking to spiritual people i'm not talking to people that just live carnal and do whatever they want to do i'm talking about people who really want to win and they're like well what do you mean i was like don't be alone man i was like man that wouldn't bother me none and then you start understanding nothing is dead everything just went dormant for a little bit but if you put things in front of it that creates desire now your self-control is tested Ooh, hello hello you know it's like you know what i'm saying like my god in heaven i've you know i'm not I'm not really challenging the area of self-control with someone of the opposite sex. That's because you haven't been alone with somebody of the opposite sex for six months, a year. Hello? You don't need to be alone. That's why we tell you, go somewhere in a group. Meet someplace. Well, you know. Man, you know many stories I got? Well, you know, pastor, just stuff, just no, no, no. Scandal-proof your life. I'm just talking real, man. It's the church. If I don't do it, nobody will do it, and I don't have a problem with telling you it. They used to tell me, you know, in the beginning, you're like, my God in heaven, don't you know who I am? I'm the man of God. Don't you know who I am? You're the woman of God. Yeah, I know, but don't set yourself up for a position of temptation to arise and not have the right level of self-control. And the next thing you know, you're in a problem, and now you're all, you're all guilt-riddled and messed up. So we're saying, well, you know, God's a forgiver. God's a forgiver, but don't be goofy to get yourself to need his forgiveness. Live it forward straight, and you won't have to worry about that stuff. That's a level of self-control. See what I'm saying? Well, don't you think it's going to get tested? Yeah, it's going to get tested. 
You want to know what gets tested? Before you step into the temptation. Temptations, remember we read that in James? Temptation showed up because of lust. It was a test. Once you fail the test, now it becomes a temptation. What did he say? It's a test. Have self-control. My God, I'm not having no self-control. I'm not walking in love. Now it's become a temptation. Because now the temptation is greater because the test was agree with God and be strong in the Lord and the power. Here's my, well, you're not strong because you got grace, but now you open this, you open this mess up to what? Because you don't want to do it out of pride. I'm not doing that. Don't you know why these people should be? Now, I told you, you reaped a lot. So if one door is closed, look for a new one. Look what it says here. For I am wisdom. See that? Proverbs 8 and 12. We're going to look for it. And I want you to pull this in and glean from what you need to get. I am wisdom. I am shrewd and intelligent. I have at my disposal living understanding to devise a plan for your life. Wisdom pours into you when you begin to hate every form of evil in your life. For that's what worship and fearing God is all about. Then you will discover that your pompous pride and perverse speech are the very ways of that wickedness that I hate. Right? You will find true success when you find me, wisdom. For I have insight into wise plans that are designed just for you. I hold in my hands living, understanding, courage, and strength. Remember this. Every obstacle contains an opportunity. It may not be the doorway to success you're looking for, but there's a way in. There's another way in. Just look for it. Uh, I think this is big. Um, you know, there's sometimes, man, you don't think, you don't know how all this stuff is going to grow in your life. It'll grow. Look at, look at different doors that look closed and God opened different doors and got you out. If, if you know me, maybe you went through a tough job loss, God got you out. Maybe you went through some negative emotional times, God got you out. Maybe things the way you thought they were going to go didn't go they were, it wasn't expected the way you said it. What, what, what maybe was unexpected and maybe what didn't look like it was going to be able to be, God made it able to be. I'm telling you what, he made a way to open up a new way to get you there. And that's what he talks about in that 1 Corinthians 10. Remember we read that the other week? It was this, and we can read that if you want. It was the 1 Corinthians um, 10. Um, he says, whatever he tests, he gives you a way out. 1 Corinthians 10, 11, 12, and 13. We can look at it. It's strong. I think, you know, why get off this stuff? It's about, it's about some of these scriptures I pound home because how many times when we get, all right, watch this. How many times when we get in the test do we think about this sermon? You don't. You get mad. All the tests they endured on their way through the wilderness are a picture, a symbolic picture of an example provided us, warning us, so that we can learn through what they experience. Isn't that great? It's like learn, you're going to go through it. For we live in a time when the purpose of these ages are all, all completing its goal of getting us to grow. That's what it's all about. 
Don't think this can't happen to you. If you do, pride's going to be a problem. Isn't that funny how he said pompous pride? And he talks about pride will be your downfall. Why? Because here's the thing. When the test shows up, you have to lean towards the word of God. Otherwise, you're going to lean towards pride and you're going to mess the whole thing up. Now, look at verse 13. We all experience times of testing, which is normal for every human being. But God will be faithful to you. He, remember this? I thought this was great. I mean, I really think this scripture is really strong. He will screen, filter the severity, the nature, and the timing of every test or trial you face so that you can bear it up. Each test is an opportunity to trust him more. For along with every trial, God has provided a way of escape to bring you out victoriously. Isn't that cool? I mean, I know we read it, but how, I mean, the word of God is totally, you cannot expound it. Listen, is, here's what I'm going to leave you with. It's Revelations. We're going to stay in the passion. The Revelations 3, 7, 3, 7, and 8. I want you to know that God is opening new doors for you to pass the tests of fruit testing that you may face in life. I really believe that. I just want you to believe that you have the grace for the place. Every season in life, don't forget that. I just want to give you these two scriptures, Revelation 7 and Revelations 8. It says, write, write the following to the messenger of the congregation in Philadelphia. For these are the solemn words of the Holy One, the true one, who has David's key. Now, David's key to me was the key of authority. Okay, we have the authority over the test. That's very important. And this is what God said he'll do. Who open doors that no man can shut and who closes doors that no man can open. No one can open. I know all that you've done. Now I have set before you a wide open door that no one can shut. For I know that you possess little power, that you've kept my word and have not denied my name. Isn't that good? I think what you need to know is even when you're going through the pressure test of life, the fruit test of life, the love test. Remember this, guys. You're going to go through the love test. It's all love. Remember? I love that. I really like the way that reads because I think what we got to understand, they all come out of love. So the love test is going to be the huge one. But we're going to have a joy test. We're going to have a peace test. Long-suffering, kindness, goodness, a gentleness, self-control. He said, against the people that live the fruit of the Spirit, they have no law to live by but love. Let love lead, but love is going to get tested. You are going to have a love test. It's going to be great. Amen. But don't think it's a weird thing. You know, when the love test shows up, just go like this. You know what? It's coming to everybody, man. Here's my question, though. Every time you got tested in life, wasn't on the other side of the test a promotion? Why would, you're in school. You pass tests to go to another grade. You pass tests to get, to, get, to get higher up. You got a work test. I know people that got to go test. They got to go test every year for the job they have, and they have to pass the test. 
everybody to be, I just was talking to a guy just this week. He said, man, I had to pass so many financial planning tests, and then I got tested again from the, FD, the FDC to make sure that I kept my standard of how I do business. I'm getting tested. You gotta pass the bar to be a lawyer. You gotta pass the, you know, you can't just, you know, you can't just, I, I got practice law. You gotta pass a medical, a, a, a medical test to become a doctor, right? You gotta do this. You have to do it all. Everything in life, you, you have to pass. If you're gonna be an electrician, a contracted electrician, you gotta pass tests. You have to pass the, now you could practice without a license, but you, how many of you wanna use an unlicensed contractor? How many of you want to go to doc go to the doctor's office and say, "Hey, man, I gotta go get some surgery done." The guy shows up and goes, "Well, you know what? I, I man, yeah." He goes, uh, "I, I never done one of these. I, I'm not even a certified uh, uh, doctor." You gonna let them tell you what to do? No, come on, guys. So here's what I'm saying. So you don't think in anything in life that if you're gonna get at least growth in it, you're not gonna get tested in it. So he wants to test your fruit to make sure. Now let me show you about a Christian. Why does God test my fruit? Because you got to give your fruit away. And people don't want to eat. Man, I got an orange tree in my backyard. And ever since one of these freezes, the thing doesn't taste right. And it was a blood orange tree. You know, I, I had to bring the thing back. That's the one that snapped. It was all crazy. But you know what? The other week, there's people in the church could testify to this. That orange, those oranges look perfect. They look perfect, man. You cut it open, it still looked good. The minute I ate it, it tastes like a lemon. Gross. That's what some of you do. Oh, look at me. Look at my fruit. And the next thing you know, now listen now. How many of you have ate fruit from another Christian that was so bitter you don't want to be one? How many of you have eaten fruit off another Christian's tree that you was to God you never experienced? Your fruit. And by this, the fruits, the fruits. Remember he said this? Remember when Jesus started talking about a tree? Either make the tree good or the fruit good or make the tree corrupt or its fruit corrupt for a tree is known by its fruit. Remember that one? What's he talking about? I'm just saying... If you're, if you look, if, uh, well, think of this, right? He said this. He said, uh, uh, the either make the tree good or his fruit good or his tree corrupt or the fruit corrupt. Why? Because a tree, a tree, a, a, a fruit is no, uh, the fruit, the tree is known by its fruit. Look, let me read it to you because if I don't read it to you, it's, it's Matthew 12, 33. We could read it in the King James. Okay. We're going to read Matthew 12, 33, 34, 35, 36, and 37. He's talking about words, but I want you to see this. He starts saying this. Well, let me ask you a question. You ever think of something? Isn't most of the fruit of the Spirit that we operate in released through words? Joy, words. Peace, words. Long-suffering, words. Kindness, goodness, gentleness, self-control, words. Words and actions. Starts with words first. Look, it says in Matthew 12, 33, either make the tree good and his fruit good, tree and fruit together, or else make the tree corrupt and his fruit corrupt, for you're known by your fruit. 
He's not talking about trees out there. You ever see a speaking tree besides the movies? Oh, generation of vipers, how can you being evil speak good things? Speaking. For out of the abundance of the heart, let the mouth speak. He's saying, out of your mouth is your heart. A good man added a good treasure of his heart, bringing forth good things. An evil man out of evil treasure. But I say to you, every idle word that men speak, they'll give account. Because we're going to be judged by your words. By your words, you'll be justified. And by your words, you're going to be condemned. See it? Either make a tree good or fruit good. He starts saying, hey, a talking tree? No, he's talking about talking people. And we know your tree. Either make the tree good and its fruit good or make the tree corrupt and its fruit corrupt for the tree is known by its fruit, his fruit. Your fruit test is showing us how good a tree you are. Come on, guys. This is where we grow. We grow and mature. How's your fruit? Hey, have a fruit inventory test. Ask yourself, how am I doing in the fruit of the spirit? If I get squeezed, what comes out of me? If I get pressed, what happens? And if I get challenged, how's your fruit look? Everybody like look in the mirror and go, ooh, how do I look at this dress? How's your fruit look? How's my hair look? Ooh. How's your fruit look? Look at, you, look at there, somebody in your house going, hey, how's your fruit look? How's your fruit look? How's your fruit? And don't go fruit critiquing everybody else's fruit because you got your own tree. Don't start picking fruit off somebody else's tree. Go, ooh, you lose. You a little bitter. Mind your business. You might have some fruit on your tree. Don't taste too good either. Fix the fruit. Come on. Because the fruit of the spirit is what God is going to test you in greater than anything else. Because God ain't bringing you no pass, fail, succeed. He ain't in all that. God's into what? Grow and mature. So he wants to know how good your fruit is. Come on. Because the test and the trials it goes through, it develops even more. That is where you develop the fruit of the spirit through the test of life. I want you to get ready. I'm going to pray for you. Father, in the name of Jesus, I thank you for each and every person listening to the sound of my voice. I thank you you're going to lead them, you're going to guide them, and you're going to help them, and you're going to help them develop the fruit of the Spirit that they need to develop to change their life forever. And we bless them right now to fruit test their future by walking through the test of life. In Jesus' mighty name, we pray. And everybody said, amen and amen. Listen, I love you. I can't wait to see you Sunday morning, 9 and 1030. Share this message. It's going to help somebody. And my faith and my fruit and my life get tested. But I promise you this, my God can be trusted. I'll see you next week. Thank you for listening to this episode of Relevant Live with Pastor Chris. If you are interested in learning more about Relevant Church, we invite you to visit us today at relevantfl.org. And don't forget to subscribe to our channel to hear more messages like this one every single week. And as always, welcome home.